0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit BurningDogRadio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio.
1: We're in Acts chapter 14 today. We're going to begin in verse 19. Acts 14, verse 19. 19. Now, what's been going on here thus far in this chapter would no doubt to some seem like, well, chaos. I mean, it's just been craziness. I mean, God's been doing great miraculous events. Satan and the uh, religious powers that be in that day were countering every move, and then God countered that move, and then they countered God's move. And It it would seem to many just to be out of control. And yet we see the end results of the work of Paul and Barnabas, who are the star players here in this chapter, and their missional outreach that they were currently engaged in. So the end result, the bottom line, uh, really is the smoking gun. It tells us what was really going on. Because truly, when it comes to this whole scenario with Christ, it's winner take all. Now, the last time we were together, we saw Paul and Barnabas had come into the city of Lystra. And as often is the case, they came into a town. They found a man who was in need of healing. And in this case, he was crippled in the feet. He was unable to walk. And and Paul then uh, laid hands on this man, and he was once again, able to walk. Now, because of that event, the people that were there in Lystra immediately thought that Paul and Barnabas were gods. And they wanted to sacrifice uh, animals in their honor. And it was all that Paul and Barnabas could do to keep that from happening and to talk the people down from this practice or this honor as they would say it was. But just as in every situation when God is moving, the enemies of God that were masquerading as religious people came into the scenario and began to corrupt the minds of the people that were there. So very quickly, those who wanted to sacrifice uh, to Paul and Barnabas because they thought they were gods now wanted to kill them. And indeed, they drugged Paul outside of town and stoned him. And many commentators believe that they stoned him literally to death. But that God intervened and brought Paul back again. Where we left off in verse 19, and then 20 goes on to say he stood up and entered the city again. And we commented at the time what a brazen action that was to go right back into the town to the people that had already tried to kill him. So let's pick it up, verse 21 today. When they had preached the good news to the city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that through many afflictions we might enter into God's kingdom. Paul and Barnabas, apparently now protected by I don't know, a, a shroud of perceived superpowers. Well, they continued to preach the gospel. And they not only showed the people the path to salvation, but they also obeyed Christ's last directive in the book of Matthew, in that they went out and made disciples. Not only made converts, but made disciples. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where that passage is, says, "'Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations.'" baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. They preached the gospel. They preached the good news. And by doing so, they strengthened the souls of these new disciples. They exhorted them, the text says, meaning they powerfully called them to live out a diligent faith. They could've painted a rosy picture of Christianity, couldn't they? They they could've painted a, a picture of Christianity that is without adversity or without difficulty. Yet such a faith is truthfully only lived out in the midst of trials and tribulations. We know that, those of us that live in Christianity. No one knew that fact better than Paul and better than Paul and Lystra. Verse 23 says when they had appointed elders for them in every assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. So Paul here, he was not only on this missionary journey to win converts to the faith, but also he was there to establish working churches. So despite all those who desire to erase this fact in our modern atmosphere of religious and individual isolationism, if you will, Paul appointed leadership in each of the body of believers and then turned them over to God's oversight. Going on, verse 24, they passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia. From there they sailed to Antioch and from where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work which they had been fulfilled. When they arrived, they gathered the assembly together. They reported all the things that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the nations. And they stayed there with the disciples for a long time. So now Paul and Barnabas, they they had made full circle on this missionary journey. And having now returned home, they Once again, united with their brothers and sisters, those who they would call the church. They shared with the believers the events of their journey, of this mission that they had been on and now have returned. It was certainly a fitting response to those who joined them factually every step of the way. Oh, not in body, but in prayer, in sending and in financial support. You see, this is both the blessing as well as the design of the local church. Paul and Barnabas were blessed by and accountable to their brothers and sisters in fellowship. And there's no doubt that together they rejoiced and celebrated God's grand work and the part that they were allowed to play. This could never take place in an atmosphere of solitude, but only within the body life of the church.